Greetings from Cyberdelic Space. This is Lorenzo, and I'm your host here in the Psychedelic Salon 2.0. And uh, I hope that you had a chance to watch some of the live video feed that the Symposia team streamed from their stage at the just now concluded Psychedelic Science Conference. And while the main conference proved to be the largest conference about psychedelics that's ever been held, well, the Symposia stage, which was available for free, held three days of speakers that I think rivaled the biggest psychedelic conferences that have been held in the past. It's going to be fun listening to the reports of this event during the weeks and months ahead. So uh, imagine my surprise, uh, because I know how much work's involved in producing something like that, but just now I received an email from Symposia's Lex Pelger with today's program attached. And for the record, it's a short program but it comes from a recording session in Athens, Georgia that was held on the 11th of this month while the team was making its way to California on their Blue Dot Tour. And I should add that I'm looking forward to meeting up with the Blue Dot Tour myself in a few days when they host an event in San Diego. So now let's join Lex for an abbreviated session of Salon 2.0 from On the Road. Hello, I'm Lex Pelger and I'm sitting here on the abandoned stage at the MAPS conference, just finished packing up all the boxes and books after a long weekend, but it was really beautiful. Just last night, we had a great set of storytelling sessions here, and you can see all that stuff and everything else on our live stream feed at the top of our Facebook page. And so that's part of the reason that there's no production with music and things like that this week, but I think that's appropriate because it's a storytelling night, and the best part about storytelling nights are they're lo-fi. And so now is our first submission from Symposia from our Blue Dot tour of some stories from Athens, Georgia. And it just picture a beautiful, lovely night under a full Georgia moon around a campfire with a bunch of people who are used to telling stories to each other and learning from each other. I hope you enjoy. This one time when I was living with two of my old roommates um, and we were like, it was like a Friday night and we didn't go out and we just stayed home and like sat on the couch and did what we thought was ketamine, but we were pretty sure at like looking back that it was probably actually MXE. Um, and we watched the stop motion photography documentary um, Flowers and then Deserts and then forests and then oceans because it was amazing but like the the weird thing with I thought with this experience particularly was like um it was to me very much similar to the kind of experience you would like kind of typically see on a movie or in just like on television when when someone takes a drug or a psychedelic or a mushroom you know like in Tenacious D when they go (laughs) and they're like playing with Sasquatch in Magicland like it was very much like that in like it was like we were on our couch the screen seemed like it blew up to the size of our entire living room and we were like immersed entirely in the whole like in in the stop motion photography and it was just just one of the most Im- immersive kind of drug experiences I've ever had um, and then the other thing I want to talk about which is actually 
more on the lines of like psychedelics was one time one of the first times i ever tripped um we went up to lake winfield scott out in um up in you know the north georgia mountains and um this was probably like four or five hours into the trip so i was like starting to kind of like regain some kind of cognizance of what was going on around me and we had just like gone hiking came back and we're like almost going back to the campsite and i remember like sitting by the lake and looking up in the sky and there's this giant hawk flying overhead like and just like looking for prey and stuff and i was just stared at it for a couple seconds and then started almost like getting like the sense that i was inside of its head and started like getting this almost like third person perspective of the hawk flying overhead while i'm simultaneously on the ground so it was like I was seeing through the hawk's eyes while I was seeing through my own eyes. And I don't really know how to like put any words to it, but it was just like one of the wildest things. And I think the thing that it really made me realize is like our brains are incredibly powerful. Whether or not like whatever it's doing, like your brain can create things that are like amazing. And yeah, so those are my two really standout experiences, at least in my mind. So yeah, thanks. Okay, so um, this was, I was probably like 20 or 21. This was like one of the first times I ever did DMT. And it was the second time that I like really blasted off. And so I was sitting outside like propped up against my house and like looking at the tree line and everything. And I like went under and as soon as I went under, I had to pee like so bad. I couldn't stand it. And... uh, uh, I had the reflex to just pee, like, whatever, I'm outside, who cares, and my brain's just like, you're not supposed to, like, you're not supposed to pee in your except the toilet, right, okay, and then I just heard the, those words, like, echo in my head, supposed to, supposed to, and then it was just, like, into this whole other world of, like, uh, like, it was purple and green, and there were, like, entities and stuff, and, like, I didn't know their customs, and so I was, like, fucking up all over the place, you know, and, uh, uh, like, you're not supposed to do that, you're not supposed to do that, and then I, like, and then I was, like, whatever, and I just pee, and it was, like, the most liberating thing ever, you know, like, to just freaking pee, and then, like, like, blast it off even more into hyperspace, and it was just, like, this, like, I don't know, it was hilarious, and, like, I don't know, I didn't think that, like, peeing while you're tripping would be so liberating, but it totally was, um, <laughs> and, like, I don't know, it was kind of a lesson of, like, how much you know, how much we keep ourselves uncomfortable without even realizing it because we're, like, trying to fit into, like, the social norms that we're supposed to be in. Like, yeah, you can't really walk around peeing everywhere, but, you know. <laughs> you know, I mean, it was just, like, a lesson that stuck with me. And, like, even, like, after that, I feel like I was a lot more, like, aware of my body and, like, random discomforts and what they meant and things like that. And, uh, yeah, um... Yeah, I've had a lot of DMT experiences that were really meaningful. I've had, uh, like, contact with the same entities multiple times over several years, which is, like, pretty cool, too. So, yeah, that's my story. (laughs) Wow, thanks for sharing. All right, so... This is not going to be like a super learning experience from psychedelics, 
But it will have a beginning, middle, and an end, and I'll call it the three beers. <laughs> so, for those of you that know me, I'm a pretty big Papadocio head. They're by far my favorite band. And they did a three-night run a couple weeks ago, and I had tickets for the Saturday show for months. I was, like, super stoked for it. And I convinced my friend Tori to get a ticket. And then on the day of the show, my roommate went and bought a scratch-off lottery ticket, won like 75 bucks. He was like, all right, I guess I'm going now. So the three of us head down to Atlanta, and we all took a little bit of acid. And then since he had won a bunch of money, he just offered, oh, I'll buy you guys some cheese dip and margaritas. So we go, and we have like a nice little appetizer before the show. Head into the show, and... I'll get some beers, coming up on the acid, the show's going, and we go outside so Davis can smoke a cigarette. And we're standing there, and all of a sudden, my foot's just wet. And I look down, and Tori had just kind of like, whoop, <laughs> spilled her beer all over my foot. So that's beer number one. <laughs> that's why we're coming up. And then, so for those of you that haven't been to Variety Playhouse, they've got a little pit in the front. The pit fills up pretty quickly, so once it fills up, they give you a little playing card, and you can go get another beer, but to get back in, you have to give them the playing card back. It's like a, a voucher system. And so, Tori left to go get a beer. This was during the opener, and she comes back as I'm leaving to go to the bathroom, and I look at her, I was like, I'll be right back, and she like pushes into me and says, I think we should keep going. And at this point, I'm, like, kind of tripping, and I was, like, very flustered. I was like, what do you mean you think we should keep going? I'm going that way. And she just, like, pushed past me. And in this whole process, another, like, at least half a beer goes all over me. But at this point, it's all down my legs and my pants, and I was wearing super thin harem pants, so my legs are soaked. And while my mind is trying to process what is happening, another guy comes out of nowhere and shoves me out of the way. And at this point, I'm really flustered. I'm like, what is going on? And I see her grab her and just go, uh-uh. And then I see he has security on the back of his shirt. And I watch her just get escorted out of the venue. And at this point, I was tripping, and she had my car keys. And so when she got kicked out of the venue, I had to go talk to the like people letting everyone in and just be like, hey, I don't know what just happened, but she has my keys, and I need those to get home. Just help me out. So I go outside and ask her what happened. And she got kicked out just because they basically said, oh, you don't have a card, so you can't back, get back down. She was like, no, I was just here. And they wouldn't let her back down, so she just shoved her way in, thinking she would get by super sneakily. <laughs> Obviously didn't. <laughs> and so I had to go back inside, talk to the manager of the whole venue and convince them while I'm like yeah I was like definitely <laughs> I was definitely tripping at this point and I'm just talking to the manager like I don't know why she got kicked out I was there now I'm outside and <laughs> during this whole time my roommate who we just left I left him to go find Tori and he's also tripping and so he goes outside to smoke a cigarette and is talking to a bouncer guy just kind of freaking out, and the guy's like, what? We don't kick people out here, and the bouncer disappears. 
And so then in the process, Davis takes what he thought was ketamine, but now we know it definitely wasn't because he was very, very trippy. He was not in a K-hole. He was very stimulated. So... It could have been. We have no idea. But, um... <laughs> yeah, so we ended up getting her back inside, and we kind of just, like, went up to the top in the balcony and just sat down for, like, 30 minutes processing what had just happened. And so then the rest of the show is great. We all got back down in the pit. Fast forward a couple hours later, and we're back at our house, and... It was probably 4 or 5 a.m., and we really just want to go to bed at this point. So we're just like, hey, we'll just drink a couple beers and go to bed, right? So Davis is sitting on the floor, and I really have no idea how this happened. But Tori, like, spinned around and in the process lost her balance and fell on top of Davis. His beer goes everywhere. So that is beer number three and the end of the story. <laughs> <laughs> Hey everybody, my name is Josiah, and this is not about illegal substances or medicines or anything. I am a lucid dreamer, um, and I remember my dreams at least one a week, and by remember I mean I interact with the dream and I'm able to shape it and I'm able to understand that like the situation that I'm in isn't one that I don't have any control of. And that's, like, really, really cool. And you notice a trend. Um, in my dreams, I'm always either running away from something or chasing something. And the, the thing is ephemeral. It's not a... I'm not, like, chasing a girl or a person or a vision or an image or a destination or even, like, a point in my life that I want to be to. It's just always some, like drive like need to get somewhere do something or escape something or be some place that isn't wherever I was right now and it's like the pulse that like moves the dream forward and like gives it a plot line or something you know otherwise you'd just be <laughs> sitting on a couch in your dream like not doing anything <laughs> um and I think about my dreams and I used to keep a journal um I'm just too lazy in the morning it fell out of routine um, but if you ever get a chance to write down your dream and start to notice similarities and causalities and what those might say subconsciously about your life and about where you are and where you want to go, it's, uh, it can be really, really inspiring and like really learning for yourself and like make you understand a little bit better like why you're here and and why you why you want to do these things that you want to do and like why you want to push forward it's just uh dreams dreams are dope yeah keep a dream journal because it's super cool they 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 tell you a lot about about yourself that you you wouldn't even know that you knew about yourself you know the things that you pick up in subtle conversations that you don't really realize until like after a conversation that's kind of how like dreams are you have a dream and it's like a conversation within yourself um, where your your brain and your experiences are the only definable factors like shaping that reality, and uh, and then just what you make of that is what you will. But it's all it's all up in here. Thanks, guys. I can't take classes before like noon because 
I wake up at 9.30 and it's like, oh my God, that dream was amazing. <laughs> I gotta get back. Like, I gotta get back. I gotta get back in it. Reality sucks right now. I gotta get back in Um, I just thought I would tell something a little darker. <laughs> um, so I actually like this instance, I wasn't tripping. I was like trip sitting. Um, and it was for a couple of my friends. Um, we had been at like band all day. I think we had had a game and afterwards it was like somebody's birthday. So there were a bunch of people over and uh, a couple of my friends dropped um, and it was good in the beginning. We like were upstairs and looking at like um, this light machine. Do you remember that? It was like I don't know all the what little lasers. <laughs> like uh, you'll know in a minute. Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know. It was like this laser light thing that one of our friends had had, and we were like staring at it. And it was awesome, and I like felt the love from everyone tripping. And then we went downstairs and. There were a lot of people there, and there were a lot of people drinking, and then everyone, like, that was tripping started to feel a little weird, and then everything, like, there was literally no, like, catalyst for why it was a bad night. It just ended up, everyone, like, had bad vibes, so we would, like, go outside, and I would be like, oh, let's do this, let's watch a movie that's happy and fun, or, like, let's play a board game, like, let's do something, like, trying to push it in a better direction, <laughs> But then one of my friends was like, oh, no, let's listen to uh, to Pimp a Butterfly and uh, all of Kendrick's like really dark shit. And I was like, OK, um, like trying to steer it out of this like abyss that we were going into. But they did it anyway. And so we were like all sitting in the living room and I was like sitting in a chair and my friends that were tripping were like sitting around the stereo listening to music. And all of a sudden um, this one guy who I didn't super know very well I had met him a couple of times he was always super nice to me like very friendly genuine good guy and like I had heard that he felt drugs a little more than everyone or he like seemed to get like very into whatever he was doing at the time and um he just like had we had like held hands earlier he was like I, I told him at the beginning I was like you know if you need anybody I'm here for you blah blah all this stuff and, like, all of a sudden, he just, like, looks at me, and we make eye contact, and I, like, smile at him. And then he, like, crawls over to me and, like, starts touching me, like, putting his hand, like, up my thigh, like, trying, you know. And so I'm not tripping, so I'm like, oh, shit, like, how do I handle this? How do I, like, make it so he doesn't freak out? But also, like, you know, I'm freaking out. I'm like, oh, sh I don't know what to do. Like, I and so I just, like, take his hands off of me and, like, get up and go outside and smoke a cigarette. And then I come back in, and he's, like, curled up on the sleeping bag or, like, the big bean bag on the inside, and he didn't talk for the rest of the night. And it was, like, a lot for me because I felt like I ruined it for him, but it was, like, I had to still be, I don't know. I, I had to, like, respect myself in the situation. So it was, like, really hard. And I had a lot of feelings about it afterwards because there have been, like, a lot of instances where stuff like that has happened to me. And we never talked about it. And uh, for a long time, I'm, like, one of those people that needs, like, closure. I, like, very much like to have, like, an ending or, like, a conversation, like, something that happens where we, like, talk about it and then it's over and I can, like, move on. But I guess that instance taught me that, like, not everybody knows what they do all the time and like you don't have to have 
that conversation to forgive them. So, mm. yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Thank you for sharing. I wasn't tripping in the story, but it's kind of a short story about like a good trip sitter versus a bad trip sitter or a not so good trip sitter. <laughs> Which is like some people just shouldn't be them, you know? And I feel like you kind of find that out later on. But um, I'm from Michigan, and two, like when I was in high school, two of my friends were tripping. They wanted me to trip sit them, trip sit them, but they also wanted another girl to trip sit because she drove and I don't drive. But um, it was like all good and having a good time, and it was really kind of a little strange because the other girl that was trip sitting was just being really weird about it the whole time and she didn't really know what to do and just kept asking them like really kind of like a lot of questions like she was interrogating them just being like how is it like what are you doing like blah blah, blah. just all this stuff that was really intense and just like tell me everything and I was just kept kind of being like it's just don't you know it's just like don't <laughs> do that <laughs> but um at some point later in the night they like trip they started chipping like late evening and then way later that night towards midnight he was like I want to go to the beach and we live like 45 minutes away from the beach and he was like I know this place that you can park nearby and then we can walk through the woods and go to the beach and it'll be a really fun time and I was like I don't know what place you're talking about but if you know like how to get there then we can go you know and so we went and it was really dark and we parked on a road that we had no idea where we were and then we started walking in the woods and he was like this is gonna be great and I was like that's awesome you have a good time <laughs> and we were walking through the woods in the dark for like two minutes tops when all of a sudden the lights of like a jeep come up this dirt road next to us and these cops get out and they were like park rangers and I had no idea that we were in like a national park and they started asking all these questions they made us stay there with them and then at one point was like we should run and I was like I don't think that's a good idea <laughs> doesn't really have a she's she's not chill <laughs> she kind of started freaking out and then they were like you have to get in the car with us and we're gonna go back to like the station that we have that's like at the um headquarters of the national park so it's still in the woods it's not like a police station but there were like cops there and it was kind of scary and at the point we were we got to the station but I don't know why they didn't bring us out inside they just had to sit in like the bed of the truck on the edge and at that point it had been like a little while after they took the acid and they just started peeking and I could really tell and they just kind of nudged each other and were like, oh my god, dude, I can't be here right now. And on the other side, like, on one side of me, I've got two of my friends that are tripping really hard, and they have no idea what's going on. And on the other side of me, I have who's supposed to be a trip sitter, and she's just, like, freaking out in, like, a full panic attack. Like, we're gonna go to jail, we're gonna go to jail, we're gonna go to jail. They're gonna look at them, and they're gonna know that they're tripping, and oh my god, blah, 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 You know? <laughs> and it was just very stressful for them at least situation <laughs> but eventually I like kind of tried to answer all their questions and I was like let's just not you know make this a big deal just 
like, go on with the tickets, and then we'll be fine. And I just had to, like, sit there, like, calming down to people that were tripping, and then one person that wasn't tripping, but is a really bad trip sitter. <laughs> yeah, but the moral of the story is some people should figure out whether they're a good trip sitter or not before they trip sit. But the story before reminded me of that. Not because you're a bad trip sitter, but because... It just reminded me of like trip sitting is like a whole thing. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That was it. Wow. Awesome. <laughs>